0: Yo, 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 welcome back, everyone, from a funky, fantastic, and fresh week three of the XFL. This is the Behind the Sticks XFL Podcast with your boys, Joshua Housetown Housel, Ian Spaghetti Sicchetti. How you doing this week, Ian? I'm fired up, as you can tell. I can
1: tell, man. That was a hell of an intro. I can tell why you're fired up. I'm feeling a little fired up. You can ask the group chat. I'm behind the Brahmas. Let's go Sea Dragons! They're not Sea Dragons! The, they're not the Poop Dragons anymore! You beat me in
0: my own joke! We're not the Poop Dragons anymore!
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna let anyone take that away from me. Because do you know the Sea Dragons play this week?
0: Who? Who do the Sea Dragons play this week? You know
1: who's coming to Seattle? The Herd!
0: Bro! Oh, dude! I don't know if I, I, yeah, know if I can we're, handle this.
1: We're, we're so we're not really going to be as friendly as we normally are. This podcast, the glasses are coming down.
0: <laughs> we actually already fought a few times off off mic. I yeah,
1: won. He, he did. He's got he's got <laughs> quite a size advantage on me, and I'm notoriously known as a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what wasn't wimpy were those offenses and all the games except one. But the offense has come alive. Offenses.
0: Suns out, guns out. So
1: The XFL or the Sex XFL? Because that was some sexy Woo-hoo. offense. Rate going this on, podcast,
0: man. X baby. Woo. For XFL. Oh, damn it, you baby, do it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> week one roundup. First week game of the week.
1: Roundup.
0: Oh my god.
1: Week one roundup. Wasn't near as good as this week three roundup will be.
0: This is the new XFL. Week three is week one.
1: Basically, because week one and two were the preseason. These people were still figuring, these people, I'm sorry, these players were still figuring out timing, chemistry, and coaching schemes. You notice pick sixes were down a lot. There were three in the first week, one this week, none last week. It's because they're getting a little more chemistry. Players are more familiar with how they run routes quarterbacks know okay then when this guy runs an out route he'll be here instead of here they didn't have as much practice time so the product practice. wasn't going to be as good <laughs> uh you know alan iverson might not have been right about it in, in this instance
0: excellent game though to kick off the week oh, sea dragons getting that dub
1: see i told you the sea dragons were going to get the dub me and
0: You me did. And I, was I was down. I was down. I was beaten. I was hurt.
1: We were working during this game, and I what was the score? It was 18 to 7, I think. It was somewhere around there. And I told you that the Sea Dragons were gonna score two touchdowns to take the lead. Or was it nine? No, I because the game was tied up at nine-nine at halftime. So it was nine to twenty. And I said the Sea Dragons were gonna take the lead with two touchdowns. Two you, and you hated it because that would have killed your under because you bet the under, and You're I right. said it was going to be a shootout and that the Sea Dragons were going to do it. And Ben the Nucky DiNucci decided it's I'm his... tired of fumbling these games away late, and he fumbled the game away early.
0: It's and in his DiNucci. He his... has to do it at some He's point. He's got
1: to fumble. It's in his DiNucci. <laughs> I was I was listening to that song on the radio. Who's that by Kendrick? The the song yeah. DNA <laughs> <Cinema>, and <Dianucci>. and <laughs> Well well once we get bigger we'll see if Kendrick will do uh we'll do a <laughs> I
0: heard he's a huge fan of the XFL.
1: I, I heard he's a huge fan of the podcast too and Ben DiNucci. I Heard he's got signed cleats from when he was in Dallas.
0: Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. Only this podcast can bring you that kind of insider information. I've
1: got some connected sources. They are myself and I do fabricate from time to time.
0: Hmm. No. Not once. <laughs> Yeah, so excellent game. I'm very glad that the Sea Dragons were able to put up an actual performance, like a, a good winning performance. We came through when we needed to. Not Our defenses looking a little spotty. But they
1: did get that big stop when they needed to to give you guys the ball back, which set up the huge Josh Gordon touchdown.
0: Best play so far this season? What did you say?
1: Longest play? I would definitely, longest play. I would definitely say the best play. Yeah, 65 yards. Longest play. Um, Josh Gordon's not tied for first in receiving touchdowns because of it. I'm pretty sure it's the only 100-yard receiving game of the XFL so far. Ben DiNucci almost threw for 400 yards.
0: Insane. Javore Pearson's
1: over 200 yards. I kept saying
0: game. we were standing outside after work watching this game with the freezing cold. I kept saying, he's put up all these like, yards, and he's going to lose this game. And you were like, no, dude, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And I had no faith in my team. I was I, had, I was ready to be heard.
1: I had faith. Like I said last week, man, as an L-2 team, one and two now, they were my dark horse We're turning it around. They're, they have the most NFL-looking offense. You're right. Like Ben DiNucci. Going for three every run time, run, though, is, um, is kind, kind of hurting us. Going for three every time is so
0: dumb. Did you hear Ben DiNici come over and be like, we're going to go for two, we're going to go for two, we're going to go for two. And yeah. then the coach was like, we're going for three. And DiNici was like, we're going for three. Yeah, DiNici was like, two,
1: two, two, two. Because I think it was to tie of the game or go up by yes, a it Yes,
0: it would have been to tie.
1: tie it or to bring it within a, a field goal or something. And Ben was like holding up to him, He was like, two, two, two. And then the coach like says something you didn't see it. And then he just puts up a third finger and he's like, three. Oh. He
0: just looks so defeated. He's like, okay, we'll stick with you going for three every time, Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, God. He just looked broken on that. Thank God they were able to get the win.
0: Dude, when I'm, he threw that I'm touchdown glad.
1: to Gordon, just hearing him scream so excitedly.
0: The fact that Gordon, when he caught that ball and the guys kind of missed him for the tackle, he kind of like looked around and was like, oh, uh, I can go finish this touchdown now. All right.
1: Yeah, he was almost like shocked. He's like there's no one else here. Oh, you guys. You guys are bad.
0: <laughs> I mean that just his such a big game put him at number two overall for yards on the season and number yeah. one followed by his teammate, you know, uh Pearson.
1: Yeah, Jacor Pearson still leading the league in receiving almost at three hundred yards. I think only him and Gordon are over two hundred. And he's a 276, I believe.
0: But Gordon has those three tuddies, <laughs> which ties him with four four people overall.
1: With four people for first, I believe it's Hakeem Butler. Uh,
0: Bedette.
1: Is it Badette? So.
0: and then uh, DeAndre Kirkland. Oh, dude, Kirkland, uh, th- love dude,
1: him. Kirkland is not Kirkland, your knockoff Costco brand. He is the real deal. This is a name brand player. And he deserves name brand respect.
0: We're looking at three touchdowns?
1: We're looking at three touchdowns.
0: Three touchdowns. Butler, Gordon, Kirkland. Yeah, Bedette Bedette. number one.
1: Yep. All right. So it looks like we do know a thing or two. And speaking of Bedette, he had a good game with Brent Huntley taking his first start. The ex-packer quarterback, as they'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. He was slinging the rock. He looked really good. He He also had an NFL kind of night. I think he had 200 passing yards. Um, a good bit of rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, two passing touchdowns. I don't think he turned the ball over at all either. So, you know, as an 0-3 team that the Vipers are, I think Huntley can give you a little life. I agree. It might go to 0-4 this week because I think you have to uh, go to the Snakes then.
0: Ooh. We'll discuss
1: more about why. The you Snakes are
0: a second snake. game of the week, right?
1: The we, Vegas- got
0: of, we got ahead of ourselves with the Vegas game. Right?
1: Uh Vegas is who the Sea Dragons played. We're talking about the second snake, the beer snake. Which I think is as good a transition as we will ever get to talk to you about the defenders taking down the St. Louis battle loss.
0: Yes, coming in, in our second game for the weekly roundup, St. Louis and the DC Defenders excellent game it was dc a doing game. it through the air and on the ground love to see it
1: if you're a dc defender fan it really went from uh this game's a wrap to a butthole clencher real fast <laughs> and fair you know the most important thing about this game though is that i picked it correct and you picked it incorrectly
0: you are right I but it was a nail biter to the end
1: It not really to, it became a nail biter at the end D- DC was pretty confidently up until Tayamu fumbled at the goal line, which I'm not sure the DB's name, but he got hypey and wanted that highlight play to make the pick. But on fourth down, just knocked that out of bounds, and you don't play your quarterback in that position. If they lost that game, that guy would have been feeling really foolish about trying to pad those stats.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm
1: sure somebody won in fantasy because of those two points. Yeah, I'll tell you, it wasn't me though.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because who's the who's the reigning champ right now? By champ, I mean who's number one. I was one. gonna
1: say there's no champ there's no champ yet. Yeah, is the first year. You happened to be three Oh, it
0: happened to be. Well, it just I just happened. The
1: two Italians of the league faced off. I think it was like one hundred one to eighty eight. Yep. And then the score to the other game was like sixty to thirty.
0: Yep. We like, absolutely is... we're we're putting up numbers. We yeah. are just built <laughs> different.
1: Yeah, it's just a two team league. It would. It goes to show you that if you listen to Behind the Sticks XFL, you will know more than people who aren't the hosts of a podcast about the (laughs) XFL.
0: You guys might think I'm stupid, eh? But those numbers there in fantasy really reflect my values.
1: And then just a little uh, side jab. If you are listening out there, I'll leave you anonymous to other players in our league. Don't bother.
0: (laughs) I would just like to say, if they are listening, really dip into that free agency this week, guys. We're going to give you some good numbers, and there's no way all these people can possibly be taken. So just just think about it. You can just claim all the waivers. Help your team out.
1: I will agree, because after week two, I stopped picking people up because I felt bad that I'd have everyone. <laughs> the, uh, the website we use isn't great, but... Big shout-out. I know Josh talked mad trash on them in the first episode. I'll give a big shout-out to AllFantasy.com where we play fantasy football for the XFL.
0: You're right, because at least they have it.
1: Exactly. AllFantasy.com. And and their updated stats. You know, if you want to try to get in on an XFL fantasy league, that's the website to do it. If that's what was keeping you from doing it. Because if you think about it, there's not that many people playing. We are experts on the uh, the XFL fantasy boards. Oh, if you think about it, you are three and zero, my dude. You are in. There's probably not many people in America three and zero fantasy. You are one of the best XFL fantasy experts we have.
0: Well, we can just end the podcast here because I'm never going to get better than this.
1: <laughs> but that's the my case. mom
0: is crying somewhere right now
1: <laughs> of disappointment. <I'm> sure. <laughs> But this is the kind of stuff that you only get here on behind the sticks. I'm so the Doctor
0: Phil of the XFL, the fake, the fake expert.
1: Just call me Oprah because I'm a sugar dad. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway, right. Anyway.
0: So the third game, the snooze fest of the week, was the Orlando Guardians and the at Arlington. Was it at Arlington?
1: Dude, I don't even remember, man. Oh, yeah, that's was, how
0: excellent this game was. I think it was, was in
1: Orlando. Let me check my notes. Um,
0: Snorlando. <laughs> I've been waiting all week, guys. I've been waiting all week we <laughs> in Orlando. Um, yeah, it was
1: in Orlando.
0: Oh, great. So we all thought that the nine points they were giving to Orlando was insane. And we were like, there's no way that Orlando is going to cover this because they're just that bad. Yeah, and Arlington was like, hold up beer.
1: Yeah, Arlington was like, no, really, we have nobody on offense besides our tight end, Sal Canella. I
0: was going to say, they have Sal Canella.
1: He is literally their only weapon on offense. And if you want a secret, the Guardians' tight end, Cody Lattimore, has better receiving numbers. <laughs> so he's not even the best tight end in the XFL, and he's their only offensive player.
0: I'm looking through the list really quick, and I have to go pretty far down.
1: Oh, I'm looking at touchdowns? Well, I'm definitely not going to find any
0: of those guys here. Yeah,
1: we're
0: not
1: going to find many of them. But if we go to yards, you'll see that is right above
0: Oh, he is. Damn, one and two for the tight ends. And he's
1: got two touchdowns to zero. So he's not even the best tight end. He's their only offensive weapon. I'm pretty sure all of them. Tyler Vaughn
0: is the next guy on this list, and he is far down.
1: Yeah, I think all of their points have come off of turnovers.
0: 77 yards.
1: Their defense is insane, though. I think they forced eight or nine turnovers on the season.
0: The Renegades.
1: Yeah, averaging three a game Mm. and their offense can't do anything.
0: Oof. Even with a new quarterback. do Do they go back to play? Hot take session. Put you on the hot seat.
1: If it was me, I'd have to go back to play because I'm incredibly biased. Look at what the other quarterbacks have done to the Guardians. And I hate to talk mad trash on my boy, Coon, of the marmas. But he really has had two mediocre showings. And then he balled out for three putties. He you- said,
0: I know where my priorities are. I know are. how
1: to get my contract paid. So you're thinking if you're a quarterback on the bench getting your first start, you want to come in there, you want to go guns blazing, you want this job. And you're playing a team that's giving up 30 points a week, and you can barely muster 10. Yeah. I know that I definitely
0: – that, that hurt just watching that game, so much so that I may have fallen asleep.
1: I'm glad. Jerry's still out. I was yeah. unable to watch it due to work and other things because it probably would have uh, taken me a little out of my Brahma's game, which was also a little rough to watch if we're going to go right into my Brahma's.
0: We game. will, but Ooh. we have to keep an eye – on Arlington going forward because it sucks having the Guardians so bad. But, I mean, there has to be some bad teams. Like I get it. There's only eight teams. Yeah, but, some- hopefully, Arlington can pick it up and get back into the race here. I know they won, but
1: yeah,
0: I wins can be deceiving.
1: And that's what I think. I think their 2-1 record is very, very
0: circumstantial. Very Vikings-esque, some may say.
1: I would say Vikings-esque. <laughs>
0: So speaking of Vikings, Brahmas! I'll bring us right into the final game of the week. Letting Absolute down. thriller. Michael Jackson I, himself would have been proud.
1: I wouldn't say a thriller, man. A disappointing game. So you can have two ways to view this. You can, well, I
0: forgot. You're the Brahma's biased the exactly. Brahmas fan.
1: I am a Brahma's fan. As
0: just a fan in general of the XFL, it was a thriller.
1: Heinz Ward branded my ass. With a Brahma's horn. <laughs> and I will die with them horns on my tombstone. But, like, the way I can look at this game is I can say confidently at one point the Brahmas were one yard away from potentially tying this game.
0: Yeah. but Maybe taking down the number one undefeated team.
1: In their home stadium.
0: In their home stadium. You know, I did see on Twitter that the Roughnecks are – like five and zero in the existing league, uh, not the not this one that's currently going on, but the league before this one. They were five and zero or something, and they're three and zero now, so they're eight and zero. Oh
1: yeah, Wade Phillips was the coach then too. He's eight oh was he also undefeated in the XFL? Oh
0: shit, that's why the stat was way cooler. Wow, yeah. just put it together. Yeah, Because wow.
1: Wade Phillips, yeah, that's why. I said Fantasy expert guys. here, guys. He doesn't know about coaches. He only knows players. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I'm the Oprah. He's my Dr. Phil. And my (laughs) brahms were
0: the cash me outside girl
1: because
0: I wanted to talk about the best thing that I saw this week, and that is the beer snake. The beer snake is back. It is in full effect. You cannot bet against the beer snake, guys. I made this mistake. I said that St. Louis is going to come in here, roll in 3-0. They were going to win at the end, but you know what held them back? You know what really got them? The beer snake, the f- they were, they just didn't know what to do. It's like every other team. They see the beer snake and they're like, "Damn, what they these fans? They have these signs out there with lemons on them, with snakes, with snakes on the lemons. They will throw lemons on the field. I just, I, I love it. The don't tread on our beer snake signs.
1: I don't care who you are.
0: Ticket sales are see through a the snake roof. That
1: big, you going to take a look. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It probably got AJ McCarron said. If Nick Foles, there are
0: snakes on this plane, ladies if and Nick gentlemen. If
1: Nick Foles was out there, he's the only man who would be unfazed by that beer snake. But unfortunately, they're only mere mortals in the XFL, and that snake is loose. <laughs> it's dangling.
0: So the only thing I will say is that AJ McCarron, he said that he blamed the officiating, and now I hate when people do this. Yeah, However, I. Right to see the snake. <laughs>
1: Sorry.
0: (laughs) What? When people blame the officiating, I hate to see it. But because I wanted them to win, and because I had bet on them to win, I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's right." (laughs) You tell dog officiating sucked out there. Let's get. Well, I mean, what he said is he said a couple days The officials came up to me
1: and were like, "Yeah, we got that one wrong."
0: Damn, and really? I, I, yeah, that's Where's the mean? audio. Yeah. The, I, Where's the audio? There's yeah. audio on all these guys. I
1: know, right? That's what I saw, and I was just like, I mean, that's one thing to say, like, the calls were could do, And it's another thing to be like, yo, the refs told me they fucked up.
0: <laughs> Shout out to you being the first one with the F bomb. <laughs> you are
1: right.
0: Mark, mark it off on my you calendar.
1: Said shit. <laughs> <laughs> I probably cursed more now, though,
0: but. So that was the best thing that I saw this week. Uh, And now we have a brand-new segment, new to the pod, breaking news. Wolf Blitzer's out here, guys. We got Spaghetti's Sauciest Plays of the Week, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Coming at you. There
1: we go. Round them out. Setting me up with a meatball because everyone likes meatballs with spaghetti, and these are the sauciest. So my number five play would be against my Brahmas when the defender – Defe- oh, no, sorry, not defenders. Defenders? Corridor. What you, It's so confusing to say a defender with a team called the Defenders. But Roughnecks Corner, Harris would have the craziest nonchalant pick ever where the ball kind of just seamlessly falls into his hand as he's running. Oh, it that almost gets seemed it. like a Madden animation that had I seen as a teenager, would have put my controller through my TV. A great <laughs>
0: interception. And the other controller, too. <laughs>
1: My number four sauciest play wasn't a play, and I don't really condone how it happened, so I won't go into it officially. But after St. Louis was unable to complete the comeback and failed the fourth and 15 attempt, a rivalry was born in the DC between the Battlehawks and Defenders. And I think every league needs a rivalry. And this one is Multiple two were of born the this best. week. And I think this is going to be great for the league. And that's where I'm putting it as something saucy. Saucy. It was quite saucy.
0: <laughs> number three, we got
1: my number three sauciest play of the week was actually against your Seattle Sea Dragons.
0: Not my boys.
1: It was when running back John Lovett would get wide open on a wheel route, cutting up two defenders near the sidelines, <laughs> making one fall on his ass, then diving into the end zone for what would seem to be the nail in the coffin on your sea draft.
0: But it was not.
1: Well, we'll find out. Maybe there's a saucier play. Oh! Our number Damn, two I sauciest play. So Leading up, we got two passes by Brett Huntley. I told you I was proud of what this man did this week. But on third and seven, Huntley would throw a pass while falling down a la Brett Favre, since he is a former Packer, and hit Bidette, who would catch the ball falling down. Now, XFL's college rules on one foot inbounds not on a player being down or ruled down while they fall down and would be able to get back up for a huge gain of 56 yards. Brett Huntley would then run the ball in for his first rushing touchdown of the game, screaming. Love having the players mic'd up so you can hear just how ecstatic they are.
0: There was a lot of screaming. You really do love to see it though. Like love these to hear guys how hype these Yeah. Guys were
1: in. And my number 1 sauciest play of the week had a bunch of screaming. After the Sea Dragons' notoriously weak defense would hold up. And then on fourth and two, biggest play of the week, Ben DiNucci would heave one to former All Pro, number one receiver, big fan of ours here at the pod, Josh Gordon, who would go on to score the game winning touchdown for 65 yards. Longest play of the XFL season, put him over 100 yards for the first time in this XFL season. And the most hype play. Danucci was screaming like a madman. Like kid
0: on Christmas, we bro. We were
1: watching this game in the parking lot outside of work. And late Some
0: 30-degree weather.
1: Screaming with Ben Denucci that this pass just hit Josh Horton high-fiving, looking like idiots. I was
0: convinced this game was over. But on fourth and two, fourth man. And fourth two. and two. The, the nuts on the nooch, man.
1: Impossible not to give this the hypest play of the week. There is nothing saucier than that meatball he threw to Josh Gordon, and those were my sauciest plays of the week.
0: I must ask because I know everyone's dying to know: Did they go for three on that touchdown with Josh Gordon, and there... did they convert it?
1: Um, you know, I'm the
0: stat guy. Sorry,
1: I might have this in my notes. I'm. Gonna go I feel out. like I'm they did. On the limb and say a hundred percent chance that they threw. Or
0: they went for a three-point conversion. Well oh, yeah, well there's definitely a hundred and ten percent chance they went for a three-point conversion. Uh
1: no, I don't have it in my notes.
0: No notes.
1: It wasn't in there. I don't I didn't think it we're was. Gonna, we're gonna we're
0: gonna have to say they did. We're gonna have to say. i we not, have to take a stand. I'm I think take they went for a stand
1: for it. and say that they went for three, and I don't know if they got. And they need to start going for two more
0: often. But anyway, they did win the game, and that was for for fourth and two, like no no one saw that coming. You know who definitely didn't see that coming? Josh Gordon.
1: <laughs> because after Josh Gordon caught the ball, he looked around for a second. I think you were telling me about this earlier. Where He was like, oh, man, I can just walk in now.
0: <laughs> I can go score this ball now.
1: He was like, sweet, this is easy. Y'all was bad.
0: Well, that was a wonderful new segment, and I know that everybody out there enjoyed it probably just as much as I did.
1: I hope so. Hopefully we have some positive feedback. Um, we're getting out there in the socials. So please make sure to hit us up Twitter at behind the sticks XFL, and then um, doing some trying to post on Reddit. So if anyone's listening from Reddit, uh, if you have any feedback, positive or negative, want to just talk shit, I don't care. Yeah,
0: because we we'll re, we respond and to them live, respond live on air to right anything. here.
1: Yeah, we are right inse- here. We are insecure and we will fight you. <laughs>
0: We also got a TikTok out there. Shout out to TikTok well, again behind the sticks XFL.
1: We heard uh, China's a real big fan of TikTok, so they'll be stealing our XFL data. So they uh, now, love
0: the XFL more so than ba- basketball. I know now. It's you hard, heard it here first. It's
1: bigger over there. So once they steal our data and promote it even more, it's just the best of both worlds, guys.
0: Amen. That wraps up our first uh, segment here. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick ad from our this week's sponsor.
1: This next segment is brought to you by a very special sponsor. This week's sponsor is your favorite part about a beach vacation. Is it this warm sun shining down? Or is it the ocean creating those crashing waves or the settling breeze? No. We all know your favorite part of every beach trip is sand. Whether getting it all over your body, in your swim trunks, or on your food. Sand is always a part of you. It's the number one thing taken home from the beach, and no matter how hard people may try to get rid of it, it sticks with you forever. Sand. We're there for some reason.
0: Wow. Sand sounds lovely, my man. I must tell you. I'd love to see it sometime.
1: I mean, all of our sponsors here at Behind the Sticks XFL are wonderful products, and sand is a a, a premium.
0: Nothing we wouldn't use, that's for sure.
1: I love and use every product daily in every (laughs) regimen.
0: I'd love to know about your regimen for daily sand use.
1: Um, That's a little personal there, but (laughs) while we're getting personal.
0: Let's get real personal.
1: I tip my hat to you as you had defeated me in fantasy this week
0: ah some might say expert 3 and 0 baby
1: you are 3 and 0 and we were thinking about it because we play fantasy football for XFL on altfantasy.com shout out website, big shout out yep. and there's probably not too many people playing fantasy football for the XFL so of how many people are 3 and L, I i would say There's only one that I can confirm. Because I say
0: I'm a one percenter, baby. It is
1: my co host, Joshua Houstown Housel, XFL fantasy expert to the stars.
0: I'd really put the house in town, they might say.
1: Oh, you've never been against the house, especially when it comes to XFL. So, who you got for your best players so far?
0: Well, a little mouse on the pod was telling me that we should debate about MVP. Maybe this should be done after the stats, but I'm doing it right now. I'm going balls to the wall, and I think you will be surprised by my candidate.
1: Now, when we were saying our debate, we're doing that. Is, is this a non-quarterback debate, or we my guy's this?
0: not a quarterback?
1: Oh, okay. So we're going non-quarterback MVPs.
0: Non-quarterback yeah. MVPs.
1: This is a dark. It's the XFL. Candidate. This is the XFL where anything
0: is so, possible. Or is it the Schmecks FL? The
1: Schmex-FL. <laughs> Our uh, sponsors wouldn't be too happy with what we said in the previous segment, but that's a good thing. I told you, they didn't YouTube
0: changed that, your guidelines. They
1: didn't sponsor that previous segment, so it's fine. So who you got? Who is your MVP candidate?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with the Borg, the one and only, Max Borgie.
1: Max Borgie? Yes. He is your dark?
0: He doesn't have the most yards in the league, but he is close. I think that might change by the end of the season. This man is used a lot. He did have a little bit of an injury scare, but he did come back and play the rest of this game. So he had sit out for a couple, but it looked pretty serious. But luckily it wasn't. But he is one of only three players that have two touchdowns rushing the ball. And did what I- did I say? There were three?
1: Yeah, the only non-running back,
0: non-quarterback. Yeah, he's the only non-quarterback.
1: Yeah, for the defenders. It's, uh, yeah, both of them play for the defenders. This is insane. Dude, they're a long first game.
0: They are. But yeah, so Max Borgie with his two touchdowns and his very modest 143 um, rushing yards. Let's see what he's at receiving.
1: I believe he's got
0: 10 catches for 60-something. 10 catches for 60-something. To be honest, the other guy. There's a lot of other people on here that are from the Roughnecks, but anyway. Hold on, I'll. All right. This is behind the six. resident like stand man. We like
1: to dig deep. Max Borgie has ten receptions for a hundred and thirty-one yards. Wow. Ooh, that is a lot more than I expect. I must be looking at someone wrong, right? Yeah. Okay, I was looking at some, Lucky Jackson. He's got ten for sixty-four. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, ten
0: for sixty-four is still respectable. Is so He's a, a running back, back. Damn, damn it! Me, if he had I'm just a doctor, Jim. Damn it, I'm
1: a doctor. <laughs> All right, so you have a running back, Max Borgie, for yes.
0: MVP. What know, you, how do you feel about that, I Stephen feel,
1: A? I feel that no, that is terrible, terrible pick for MVP. <laughs> That's what I think. I think that Max
0: was Borghi a spot order Is never gonna be an MVP in this
1: league. Never against him. Great, great running back. He's not even, he's like the third best player on his own team. He's behind Silvers and Kirkland.
0: All right, well, you you make some valid points, damn it.
1: You want to know who I have as MVP? Tell me. And he plays defense for the D.C. defenders, Michael Joseph. He is leading this league in interceptions with three picks. Only player with three. Oh, and by the way, Two of those are for touchdowns. My man's got two pick sixes, and there's only been four pick sixes in the XFL. He has half of them.
0: That's a good stat. good stat to be on your side. Now,
1: do you have uh, receiving numbers still up in front of you while you're looking at the receiving I do. I want you to tell me where two receiving touchdowns would have him ranked so far.
0: Two receiving touchdowns.
1: I believe he would be tied for fifth in the XFL for receiving touchdowns.
0: Yep, he'd be tied for fifth.
1: We have a defensive With fan favorite.
0: End. Go yeah. ahead, tell him. Tell me which one of these people has two touchdowns. Cody. <laughs> yep, yeah, I know he's your favorite. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah,
1: much Best tight end in the XFL, by the way. But yeah, he would be tied for fifth in receiving touchdowns. This man has zero targets, and he still finds a way to score touchdowns. Amen. How many touchdowns does Max Borgie have?
0: Also, too. You make, many, a good, you make a good argument. So
1: I, I would say... Defense
0: he, is never MVP, though. But
1: That's why he's going to make a difference. He's averaging... An, if he ends the season on this number with, like, 10 interceptions and six pick sixes, that's an MVP.
0: Fair. Very fair. So, this, this segment's all about numbers. This is by the numbers. I hope that's not trademarked trademark somewhere else. This <laughs> is by the numbers, baby. So we're talking top five in the respective fields. We'll start out with passing, and we're doing this by yards. Shout out to XFL.com, the official XFL website. They obviously listen to the pod, right? Right. Hundred percent. Now we can click and we can sort by yards and all the other things we'd like to sort by.
1: Yep. Week two or week Definitive one? Definitive place to get one, your stats. I looking, couldn't find stats anywhere. Then week two we get stats, and week three we get sortable stats. So I think XFL.com has spoiled along, us. They are spoiling us at this point, and we say keep asking for more, fans. Never be satisfied. Hungry dogs run faster.
0: The the X in XFL stands for extreme, right?
1: Extreme, yeah. <laughs> so our extreme XFL by the numbers stats.
0: Top five, top five. Top
1: five, top five. Top five quarterbacks. I don't have the numbers in front of me but it's obvious to tell when you almost throw for 400 yards in a game, you got the top two leading receivers in the XFL spoiler alert, Benjamin Danaki Danucci. It's in his Danucci to throw for yards is our number one leader in passing yards. I believe he's over 800 at this point, right?
0: 855 to be exact. 855.
1: Yeah. So Man, he's 55. That's really good for DiNucci. And then I i don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but I think he's rocking the nicest completion percentage you can have.
0: Oh, uh, you mean to say a 69.2%?
1: The .2 is what really gets you.
0: He puts it in the two.
1: Puts two in the two. But, and then his also, it's a yards per attempt is also, it's around
0: seven,
1: right? Seven point one. Seven point one, yeah. The new choice.
0: honestly, it's one of the highest on this list,
1: if not the highest. With how many?
0: Seven point nine. There? There's two people. Who are, uh, one guy, Dormandy. He yeah. has seven point nine, and then um Huntley has seven point one. So he's tied. I
1: I didn't know Huntley's was up there that good. So like we were saying, but Dormandy
0: games. and Huntley are both one game quarterback so far, right? Or did yeah. Paxton Lynch still start this game for the Guardians?
1: I think Paxton Lynch started it. And I think – I think Dormley Okay, well, only, Huntley has one I full think start. He only played the second half against the Brahmas once, Brahmas. The, once the Orlando coach was crying to Mama. I'm going to play who's the play. Brahma Mamas? Brahma mama. like,
0: i like, that's who you do that. That's who you do that. Yeah. my guy.
1: So, and then uh, while we're talking on Danucci – Danucci also
0: has a uh, league-leading, were you about to say this? The
1: touchdown passes?
0: No, I was about to say the five fumbles.
1: <laughs> I was not going to bring up the fumbles yet. I was going to save that for a later discussion. But
0: Touchdowns? Go the, ahead. Go the the ahead. Touchdowns,
1: league-leading, seven touchdowns, correct, an it is it eight?
0: It is seven, but it is a tie because there are three is, people who have seven touchdowns.
1: If I'm going to go off of my stats, I will list them in order of yards right now. So you have seven touchdowns for Ben DiNucci, seven touchdowns for Brandon Silvers, and seven touchdowns for A.J. McCarron.
0: One, two, and three on this list. You're spoiling it for everyone. (laughs) But I would like to say that uh, Brandon's shout out as much crap as I give DiNucci. Now you've talked about your touchdowns and his five fumbles. He has three interceptions, but that's tied with Silvers, who we're very hot on because he had no turnovers this last game, right?
1: I don't think he did. He may have have thrown a pick. I think he actually did throw a pick against my brother. He
0: had no fumbles, though. Oh, that's just that. Yeah, he's got no fumbles on
1: on the season. So his numbers are really close to Danucci's if you look at just from a, a quarterback rating. He's down by, I believe, 70 yards. I think he's at 780-something. That's 723.
0: 723.
1: Okay, so he's down by a lot more than I
0: thought. Yeah. Um,
1: his completion percentage. But, I game, mean,
0: 723 is nothing to sneeze at. In a, this is the third week in the books.
1: Yeah, that's like 250 yards, like, considering some quarterbacks don't have that yet. Yep. It's, and he didn't have to play for an entire half against my
0: Roberts. Fun of, fact, his yards okay. per attempt are a nice noise 6.9 6.9 you guessed that know. Yeah. that
1: is pretty nice and then rounding out the top three quarterbacks is AJ McCarron
0: yep our he, boy AJ big probably, fan on the pod big fan big fan he's
1: probably I think he's a big fan too I think he get. I think he gives us a listen I think he tweeted at us not sure no t- t- totally head. Can't confirm absolutely
0: so he has 636 yards again nothing to sneeze at very solid numbers Six point one yards per attempt. So I think that has gone down a little bit.
1: I think so. I think the defenders' defense and
0: defenders have it. Seeing D. that snake. And the snake, yeah, the snake, the snake waggling
1: the snake. in his face was throwing him off.
0: The big snake. Big snake. doesn't big matter snake.
1: how confident you are as a guy; you're gonna get a little distracted when you see a big snake.
0: AJ McCarron has three fumbles, so just keep that in mind. He's got
1: three fumbles, but I think he's only got one or two picks.
0: Yes, two. Two.
1: So they're both this game. I'm pretty sure. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one was Michael Joseph's pick six because his receiver fell down in an out round. Joseph was Oh, yeah. That was so sad, man. And so then sad. Was angry. And then the, last, the second one was at the end of the game where the dude should have swatted it out of bounds because it was fourth and six, I think.
0: This is a spaghetti saucy select, right? No,
1: none of these made a saucy play.
0: Oh, I thought this last one was. No, the the was should have swatted. the Brahms. Was uh, Brahms. the uh, Another guy should have swatted something?
1: No, his pick was clean and great. Okay. This guy, he should have did it because he picked it off at the one, and then Tayamu fumbled the ball trying to get out of the goal line, if you remember. And then I, I forget nothing. Then the Battlehawks were able to score off of that to go for the fourth and 15, which led to the rivalry being born.
0: Ah. Okay. Well, uh, number four on this list is our boy, Jack Cohn.
1: Jack Cohn, most of it is unfortunately from that Orlando game.
0: Yeah, he only has 436 yards, significantly less.
1: Jack Cohn, I'm throwing you a bone.
0: Because you're in my doghouse. I need to see a performance
1: house. this week. You're playing a weak defense, and it should be a shootout. We'll get to that when we are by the numbers in fourth and 15. Fourth and 15. We're not there yet, guys. Put those Parks apps and all those betting apps down to our one specific listener.
0: Yeah, Eric, hold yours. Yeah,
1: Eric, seriously, man. <laughs> wait, don't bet on any games yet.
0: Yeah, you need our expert, expert opinion.
1: I really do. He would have won some money this week.
0: Jack Cohn, though, has five touchdowns. and Three
1: were against the Guardians, though. Ooh. Three picks?
0: Two. two. Only two.
1: Two hours fumbles. I think he's got a couple. Of them. A lot of these QBs have fumbles. That's what makes Brandon Silver such an outlier.
0: Another solid two. And yeah, you're right. You know who's number five on this list? This will shock you. Is Who do you think number five? This is for yards, though. So this is isn't Paxton? exactly fair. Yes. It's
1: Paxton, it's yes. Paxton Lynch. It's Paxton Lynch. And, and these ones all, all came from, from that like first four drive. And four, right? Dude, the Guardians score on every first drive of the game so far. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. such little points. They score all of their points on the first drive. If only their first touchdowns were 10 times points, they might have a win.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, this is a little skewed because he's it is by two yards. But doesn't
1: he doesn't only have two touchdowns and, like, three picks.
0: He has two touchdowns and one interception. He Give him some credit, pick? bro. Yeah, he's got one pick. He's got no fumbles either.
1: Does he really? Yeah. God, Paxton, what are you doing? Is he playing so safe with the ball he does nothing?
0: Honorable mention: We have to talk about this because it's not honorable. How about dishonorable mention? Uh, Kyle Slaughter was the quarterback they brought in to replace our boy Drew Plitt, who wasn't it. Plitt ain't it. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> he th- threw. <laughs> That'll be on merch. <laughs> our first <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> This is for you, Jose. The (laughs) flit is not it. The ain't it. Um, I don't even remember where I was going. Oh, 124 yards for Kyle Slaughter. Slaughter. What a name, by the way. Like, what?
1: But it's not spelled cool like Slaughterhouse. It's spelled like ladder with an S in front of it like Slaughter. Like he slots things in.
0: He's a slot expert. (laughs) He's he's the only only
1: person who's not an old lady at the penny slots. They're like, what are you doing over there?
0: slaughter?" (laughs) I'm just here for the free out, baby. (laughs) He had 18 completions on 23 attempts, 5.4 yards per attempt against the league's worst defense.
1: He was a check machine.
0: Oh, I was going to say, his uh, completion percentage, 78.3.
1: Yeah, but 5.4, I
0: can't even
1: speak. I'm so disappointed in this guy. Under six yards of completion when you're rocking like an 80% completion attempt means you are just dumping it off. Might as well just be running the ball at this point, and that's boring unless you're the defenders.
0: All right, that rounds out the dishonorable mention. I don't say
1: honorable mention should go to Brett Hunt.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Huntley is – he does look like a he's, very solid quarterback. He's got a game and a half of
1: action. I think he's got around 300 yards, maybe two or three touchdowns, one of them on the ground. Definitely definitely a dark horse MVP candidate. I could see him. After
0: one game? After Damn, one bro. After one game?
1: If he could do this on a consistent basis and get his Vipers to playoff contention, maybe.
0: I think you're the gun a little soon.
1: I'm 100% in. But I do are, like
0: his honorable mention. Because
1: he's going to go – Okay. Go He's walk. gonna go get a face full of snake
0: next week. <laughs> Let's see how he does against the snake. All right, we're going over to rushing. Sorry, it's taking a while to load. That's
1: all not right. good. On running backs, number one is a surprise because he got almost all of his yards exclusively this week. I don't even think he was in our mentions last week.
0: But you know a fun fact that you told me off the pod: How many over ten yard rushes does this man have? And they're all you say from this week.
1: I believe they're all from this week. It is Ellison running back for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yep. Which you will notice a theme, very quickly about number one positions in uh, passing yards, rushing yards, and maybe receiving yards. For uh, there might be a theme here for one of the league's most dangerous teams.
0: The other (laughs) snake. I guess it's the dragons.
1: But yeah, Allison. Really Allison, yeah, with 170
0: out. yards leading the XFL.
1: And what's most impressive about that is not only He the has six, 120
0: plus two, sorry.
1: Yeah, is not only just the six 10 plus yard carries, it's that yards per rush, 5.7.
0: 5.7, yeah. That's, that's insane.
1: Like, that's a that
0: danger. That's is bonkers. Leading
1: Especially since he's at. Closest like guy's
0: attempts.
1: got 5.1. Yeah, but how many attempts is that? 17. That's still pretty good. But yeah, like on bulk carries, like 30 attempts, that's almost enough for not just like a couple runs here and there to skew it. We'll see if it can keep going. But if Ben DiNucci's arm can keep leaving lanes open for a running back, this could be really good for Sea Dragons fans.
0: I agree. As a Sea Dragons fan, I like it a lot. <laughs> I would imagine. Next up on this list, uh, number two overall on the yards this season is Abram Smith, running back for the D.C. Defenders.
1: Abram Smith, he was number one last week, I think, not in yards, but I had him number one over Balaj. because like guy is just a
0: volume one. is falling.
1: Balazs is the
0: lad. He's ballish. <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's carrying some baggage because clearly he ain't running good. <laughs> but we'll get to that when we get to that. We get to
0: that. Ellison for all those yards, though, he did not have a touchdown. No touch. I'm
1: pretty sure. No touches on the season. Abrams got
0: one. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Abrams got one, but this is a perfect, perfect segue into number three overall on the yards list. My boy Borg Max Borgie.
1: The Borgie.
0: 35 attempts, 143 yards. 4.1 4.1 yards per carry. Not bad. That's that's solid.
1: I think that's up from last week. I think he was at, at three-something. And Brahma's have a pretty good defensive line, so he's running hard.
0: He's got two touchdowns. One of the only running backs on the – he is the only running back on this list. There are two quarterbacks, as we talked about earlier, with uh, two rushing touchdowns on the season. So, very impressive. I love this guy. Do I need to go on about him? I can but number four on this list, Callen Ball, Kalen Ballage, excuse me, Ballage, Ballage, and then, and you'll
1: forty-six
0: see, attempts, forty-six.
1: Yeah. Only that is boy, much
0: more than anybody on this list. And
1: you'll see he's at three point one yards a carry. Three point one. Three point one. Then if you scroll down, just for more to this dishonorable mention, you'll see uh, Jaquez Patrick, yes, as a co, uh, co-runner, who's at two point nine. I think
0: he is at. Three point three.
1: Three point 3. three. Whatever. Garbage. This is clearly an offensive line problem for the Brahmas. And he has twenty eight to attempts too. Yeah.
0: Like that is a heck of a That's lot. That's
1: enough of a sample size to know that they run the ball and they should just stop. Bad Brahmas.
0: Jack Coon has run the ball sixteen times as well. Oh, so much rushing.
1: That is. That I
0: mean, you like it, but like no, you don't. I don't. Know. I like running the ball, but. Man, we need more this than the three points. We need We need four. This ain't four the RFL
1: line. for run football league.
0: This it's is a, a dream. This
1: is the XFL for the sex football league. <laughs> and it's sexy to throw the
0: ball. Amen, though. Damn, you brought that full circle. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Uh, number five to round out the list is Raquel Armstead, yet another running back for the DC Defenders, plus the two running quarterbacks jesus
1: they they're have, not on
0: this top five list but you know what i mean they, they have two touchdowns like that is a lot
1: and as there as a rule for the sex fl there is an exception to every rule and that is the defenders they make running look good they might be bringing it back but not you Broncos.
0: <laughs> they're doing it right at least so uh recall said has 33 attempts 138 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. No touchies though.
1: My quarterbacks take all of them.
0: True. If this were fantasy, I'd be disappointed.
1: What's crazy is they have all those rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks, and uh, whoever in our league not going to drop names on it. Eric. Eric.
0: Is it? The, I know, was just
1: guessing. Yeah, has the, <laughs> the DC Defenders quarterback. And oh, of course it is. They can't put up any points while they're dropping numbers. <laughs>
0: All right, that's top five. Oh, I wanted to say that your boy Jermaine Martin, dishonorable mention, Jemaine? dropped a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, he had an awful fumble yeah.
0: Oh, did he? I'm
1: pretty
0: sure. Yeah. The snore fest, you know, I really, I really watched that one intently.
1: I know, right? I tried to, I tried to watch highlights because I fell asleep during the game. He even fell
0: asleep through the highlights. I was like, <laughs> I was
1: like, this is brutal, man. I just woke up.
0: He only has 25 attempts this season. Jameen.
1: Jameen. Jamine. He's got a sweet first name.
0: Yeah, honestly, though. I will
1: give him first name mentions.
0: We love you, Jameen.
1: But also with a cool. We first ain't out name. there
0: running, Jameen. Don't don't you get us wrong.
1: We ain't blacking <laughs> for you, dog. I try to open up a lane, but I'm small. <laughs> and perfect transition. Speaking of small and also around my height is the number one receiver in the XFL. My boy, Jacor Pierce. Yeah. 5'7, baby.
0: Your boy? You got him on speed down?
1: Got him on speed down? That's cool
0: because I got number two, Josh Gordon, on speed down. Damn. <laughs> we lighten these blunts together.
1: Ooh, don't. Josh Gordon can't go back. He's not ready yet. When you retire, Josh, you are invited to the podcast.
0: We got all the blunts, man. And we
1: will have a fun time. We are very 420 friendly on this pod.
0: It's legal in Pennsylvania, bro. Don't worry.
1: But we are not in favor of people throwing their careers away.
0: Yeah. Do you do you? Stay that.
1: off. The we
0: Stephen A over here, Stephen
1: A Smith.
0: So, number one and number two, as you said, Jacor Pearson, Josh Gordon, both out of the Seattle realm. Pearson with 272 yards, Josh Gordon, 225 yards, but three tutties. Pearson only has one.
1: And you'll notice the theme here most passing yards, Sea Dragons, most rushing yards, Sea Dragons, most receiving yards. First and second place.
0: Sea dragons. Poop dragons.
1: They they they're, they're still the poop dragons, but they be the ones pooping on
0: people. <laughs> you know where they still are at? Close to the bottom of the power rankings.
1: You might be surprised when you see my power rankings yeah? where everything's changed up. Ooh. I think I said on week one in the pod, you have to go off of win losses exclusively for the first four weeks. Oh. I lied. It's the first <laughs> three weeks. Because there's no it. way the Renegades are better than the Sea Dragons. Right. I'm sorry.
0: All right.
1: Spoiler alert. <laughs> Worst two on one team I've seen since the Vikings.
0: <laughs> Damn. Jeez.
1: Back to receivers. You notice none of these people that we've listed. I I need
0: some of this week's sponsors, Sand, to throw on this heat right now. Pretty
1: much. But you'll notice back to my Renegades hate, which we'll point out to it. And I'll repeat this later at... renegades.
0: Power!
1: We haven't listed a single Renegade at being near the top of any of these positions. Nor will we. We will only do one honorable mention. For their tight end, spoiler alert. It's
0: a dishonorable, honorable mention. Yeah, because he's not cause... even the
1: best tight end in the league.
0: <laughs> Number three on this list. Wow, we got sidetracked. So Jean-Trey Kirkland for the Houston Roughnecks. He is at an immaculate 204 yards, and he has three He's tutties. also
1: got three tutties. Kirkland is emerging as a great wide receiver, which you'll love to see. My dad's first name was Kirk. I'm already a big fan of this guy. Kirk when one more you need. What more could a man ask for? Keep doing it, Kirkland. Maybe a little less against the Broncos.
0: <laughs> um number four on this list is our boy, Hakeem Butler.
1: personal friend. I know he listens to the pod every week. Hakeem Butler. I said it last week when I was saying my top three receivers ones I could see up and coming. I was saying, it's between Austin Proel or Akeem Butler. Whichever one starts to be making more plays for McCarron and he leans towards is going to pop off. And what do you know? Akeem Butler is popping off.
0: What is he, 6'6"? Six, six?
1: I think he is. He's a big boy.
0: Beast. I thought he was a tight end.
1: Dude, every time he like catches a passing contact, I think he had one was touchdown this week. He just like caught it and the dude like shrugged off him and just looked at him like, boy. <laughs> like, I mean, like, he was just Kratos. This, this amazing. Yeah, pretty much. So, it would, he's intimidating in stature. Glad he's on my fantasy team.
0: Three touchdowns. I mean, if, if any of these people are available in your fantasy league, please, 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 God, pick them up. Please.
1: Highly recommend checking those waiver wires and putting out high bids for these players.
0: Yes. And using our non-sponsored, please sponsor us all at fantasysports.com.
1: Or altfantasy.com. We're not all sure. fantasy. Once we're sponsored, we'll give you the real website.
0: Yeah, for now, you just get, you gotta Google that shit. You
1: gotta
0: try <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Oh, <laughs> on this list. Number five. Jeff Bannon.
1: Number five. Always love you.
0: <laughs> and another.
1: dab shout out.
0: But another. <laughs> sorry, I throw up a little bit. Another three touchdown scorer in the XFL is Jeff Bad.
1: 181
0: yards, twelve completes, only twelve completions, only twelve completions. He had 181 yards. I mean, what's his
1: uh, yards per reception?
0: 15.1. That's
1: pretty. good. Josh because Gordon Josh has 17.3. Yeah, Josh Gordon's crushing it. But, but that's doing good. A lot of his but dirty that work, is great. A lot of his dirty work came in Week One. It's where he had the two tuds. Two tuds. Huntley's looking more comfortable on that offense. He's looking good. I say, just like when COVID made you run out of toilet paper, don't be late on scooping up that bidet and don't be late on scooping up a bidet. <laughs> Mix them up, but you know what I mean. If he's on the waivers, grab him up.
0: Amen. Amen. So you want to do your dishonorable, honorable mention, Sal Canella?
1: Yeah, dishonorable, honorable mention is Sal Cannella. Um, Early reports where he would be the Travis Kelsey of the XFL. And um he ain't that. He is the number one weapon, like I said, for the Renegades. Not even the leading uh tight end, which is Cody Lattimore. And he's got no touchdowns on the year. 8.8
0: 8 yards per catch, by the way.
1: That's solid for a tight end, though, because he's a lot okay. of touchdowns. Okay. He's doing he's doing a lot of You're right. Of games. He ain't running the field. Yeah, he's not running streaks like Travis Kelsey would. But he's the honorable, dishonorable mention. Renegades, you want me to coach your offense? <laughs> I know what I'm
0: uh my I'm gonna actually do, I'm gonna mix it up here and do you two just because I'm looking at the stats and I need to I'm gonna have a dishonorable, honorable mention. This will be first, is Elise Mack. My dishonorable, honorable mention. I was very hot on him the last week, but two we this week. Got me not a lot of fantasy points. I'm not happy about that. I love him, but I just want him to pick it up a little bit. You tighten a little bit more, guys. Well, I I do
1: think he is also the Brahmas. Brahmas,
0: absolutely. Leading
1: receiver. So what? they need to just pass more. Yeah, if you he. He only
0: has 84 yards.
1: Do you see any other Brahmas on that list
0: above him? Above Mack? Oh my lord, I don't. Yeah, Tolliver is the next guy up, and he's a couple below him. Wow, okay. Well, my honorable mention of this list is Lucky Jackson. Are you familiar with this, man?
1: Lucky Jackson? He, I, and I you can tell
0: have... me what team he plays, probably at I'm not wearing a hat, but I'll eat it. Uh, I, he's
1: coming at me like I don't watch every game of the X I mean, I'm just, I mean, honestly. Lucky Jackson is the leading receiver. For DC Defenders. How do you think? I don't know that. I have even remember watching him drop a couple times that Teyama threw to him. He finally had a good game, and... So did Tayamu.
0: Yeah, I agree. Tayamu looked great.
1: He did, but that's not going to distract you. All of these Eat that. Uh,
0: nah, do to eat it. Num, 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 num. Eat it like Winston. I mean, like Jameis Winston. <laughs> did he eat a W? Yeah. Did he eat a W? We
1: we need you, listeners, fellow XFLers, fellows behind the sticks where we're at.
0: Behind, I need behind. To the know, sticks.
1: Did Jameis Winston eat a W after that rousing? Eat.
0: Set w.
1: Or did he go home and eat the V.
0: Alright, so that was my honorable
1: that's mention the honorable.
0: of the very very confusing with the dishonorable honorables. Oh, I really like that though. That's a great part of addition to the segment. Oh, and that's receivers. That, that rounds out this list. That rounds out our list. Alright, anybody, any fantasy though, for our people out there in the fantasy world, which has gotta be millions right there's millions of fantasy all, all fantasy.com sponsors
1: um, please we're desperate <laughs> but um if i'm looking for waiver wire additions uh i don't believe anyone in our league currently has um ellington running back for the ec dragons most of his damage was done in this game so i think he might be available oh i would also say if you're looking for a receiver for the battle Hawks, uh their kickoff returner shepherd looks like he has big play potential and did come up with a couple catches. So in a dime, um, if you need someone at a flex position, I could see him coming in handy. Uh, not really too many tight ends that I know of on the market.
0: Lucky Jackson's gotta be out there still. I know that, I was just talking about That is him. true.
1: Lucky Jackson also is another candidate
0: for And game. Chris Blair, to be honest. He I only has thinking, six receptions for a hundred yards.
1: How about tight ends though? Ethan Wolf for the defenders, I believe, also got a touchdown this week. So another tight end you could be looking for. Wolf Wolf. Wolf Wolf. Uh, that's my mom's main name. Uh, maybe we're related. Maybe I can get him on the pod.
0: <laughs> we can only have.
1: So those are pretty those much are all good. I know for the waiver wire additions. Depending pick up on Brad Huntley.
0: If, if, if you need a quarterback, help pick up Huntley.
1: I highly advise Huntley if he's available. But in our league, uh, I'm pretty sure we set up before we do team quarterbacks. So Vegas Vipers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but giggle. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of giggling this episode
1: sometimes we're just coming at it a little strong, guys. We hope it's all entertaining to have guys and gals out there and anyone in between.
0: This is 2023. And we love, oh! everyone.
1: And we love everyone who listens to
0: us. Amen. We, we do. Thank you, guys. And we'll be right back for our fourth and 15 segment. Where we
1: segment, fourth and 15, where we go for it all, putting our records to the line.
0: Records to the line.
1: I think we're both six and two heading into this week.
0: Did I already use this line? But are we the most consistently converted through fourth and fifteen in the league? Mm At seventy-five percent, I'd say. Oh yeah! yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, baby!
1: All right. Welcome back, everyone. And we are here behind the sticks XFL with our final segment, fourth and 15.
0: Well, you've all been waiting for
1: it. exactly the most thrilling segment of the show. And we are as organized as the XFL website was last week. Not very, and aren't sure if we normally do power rankings. Power. with our uh, fourth and fifteen.
0: Yeah, so we're doing it so we don't forget. So exactly. here is your hot takes power rankings week four XFL
1: from your XFL experts here behind the sticks.
0: Some may say you're experts. Oh. But, you know, no E, just the X. Just the, I hope they got it.
1: Um, so coming <laughs> in at number eight, I've got, no surprise here, the Orlando Guardians. Um, I feel bad just putting them here every week, but they are. Um,
0: they have at least made it a close race. They made it a closer games. game in
1: that last game. They're not getting obliterated. So I want to give credit to their defense, but the offense they faced was really bad, and they are one of the only two O oh, of three say. teams. And the other 0-3 team has Brent Huntley, who I've been very high on this, very bullish, yep. as they would say on this podcast, For so I have to have the Vegas Vipers coming in at number seven.
0: Very solid. I think these are non-debatable. I feel Vegas. like these
1: are some non-debatable power rankings, until some people might see my number six and be very curious why I have a 2-1 and one Arlington Renegades team near the bottom of my power rankings. <laughs> but I know... There's the old expression, you are what your record says you are. And is this the third dig at the Minnesota Vikings in one podcast? Because they were not (laughs) what their record either said. They are who we beat up here. They are who we thought they were. And your record is not who you are. The Arlington Renegades are the Minnesota Vikings of this league. They can't score anything on offense. The Guardians were giving touchdowns away for free, and they still could barely find a way to do double digits. This team ain't good. Their defense has so many turnovers, and yet they have such few points. I just can't.
0: As much as I'd love to argue with you about the Sea Dragons earning that number six spot, I think you're right. I think you're right. The Renegades, they, they won by one point to the worst team in the To the
1: league. worst team, yeah. The team that had been getting blown They out
0: Some may the say they got slaughtered.
1: <laughs> I would agree. And you notice, Renegade fans, we're no longer doing your theme anymore.
0: Impressive the Renegades. If
1: you want to be a Renegade, <laughs> I got to be impressed. But I agree. Number five on my power rankings, I have.
0: The Brahmas. Oh, the Brahmas. The Brahmas are number
1: five on my power rankings. Their defense looked pretty good during the second half, but I don't know if the Roughnecks just stopped playing because they were up by so many points. And they – my Brahmas can't run the ball. And I know I say I don't want you to run the ball, but you have to be able to. And that's very um, upsetting. So moving on to my top half of the league, teams that I think are – nay, I will say – teams that are good, we have teams number are four, hitting,
0: the Seattle say.
1: poop on them sea
0: Dragons, oh, coming in up climbing green.
1: up those power rankings. And now you can say, Spaghetti, what are you doing? Weren't they just six? How are you going to have them jump up to the Some of us
0: had them ranked seventh.
1: After beating a, your seventh power ranked team. And I think it's very obvious, and I alluded to it earlier in the pod, when we did the player stats, they have a scary offense. They can beat anyone. There's no one that I will see the Sea Dragons facing and being like, oh, they have no chance. The Brahmas, I defenders, they have no chance. Roughnecks, they have no chance. They might be able to beat the Battle Hawks again, but I don't know. I can see the Sea Dragons beating anyone. So therefore, of course, they earn my number four spot.
0: Okay, I like your arguments. As a Sea Dragons fan, I like what you're doing here. I,
1: I Unbiased
0: opinions, guys. Unbiased opinion.
1: I put them above my brahmas, even though at the beginning I think I may have said I'm a Sea Dragons fan. We don't know. <laughs> things, are, things are never clear for... Uh, for so I think
0: I on. know what's going up, but who's your number three?
1: Number three and then two and one are pretty obvious.
0: I think this is who you had exactly last week.
1: No, because I had Battlehawks, too.
0: Oh, that Battlehawks
1: falling because they lost. Oh, that's defenders. right. We had the defenders. Even though I three. knew that was going to happen because of home field. I think that's really what skewed it. Big snake dangling in your face. Well, yep. Um, so that was a pretty wrap up. And well, I stand by you. what I said, where I said the Houston Roughnecks do what the defenders do, but better silver okay. is probably the best quarterback in the league. Their defense is amazing. They have the leading um, edge rusher and sacks. I actually think he's a linebacker, but he's got four and a half. They have good interceptions. They have playmakers on everything. Max Borgie. Borgie plays for them. Borgie! So you have an MVP candidate there. Just roughnecks. And also, Wade Phillips is undefeated so far in coaching in the XFL. So that was our quick but powerful, powerful
0: Power Rankings. rankings. Um, I'm looking to see. It's not this week. When does Houston play D.C.?
1: I don't know, but that game is one. That is
0: going to be the, one of the best games of the season because we when, need to know who the real number one is. Well, when Houston. Houston, Some people say the D.C. is better. Houston,
1: Battle, Hawks, and Defenders. Any, anytime those three teams match up, that's going to be must-watch game. That's going to be the highest caliber game you will get in the XFL. These teams are for real, and they're legit. The other five, we are waiting to see. The Sea Dragons have the most potential, I think. I think the Brahmas are closest, but don't really have the cast. And the other teams are just, just don't have it.
0: (laughs) They're just teams.
1: I mean, if you put that Renegades defense on the Sea Dragons team, they would be my number one in power rankings. Yeah? Well, I mean, the Renegades, I think, have eight turnovers forced.
0: Oh, yeah, you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. Some, they a a ton, as some some may say.
1: Metric even. <laughs>
0: metric metric dick ton. All right, well, um, that ranks out the power rankings. I think you laid it out there pretty well. I don't really have too many arguments. I think we know going into week four, who the real teams are and who the fake teams are. And which teams There's still are... time to be proven wrong, absolutely, but we got a great sample size We, we have
1: an, our, our idea of pretenders and contenders, but there still is some gray area.
0: guess <laughs> 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 yeah, you just area. can't help but say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Power Rangers are over. Let's go to what everyone's waiting for. Our boy Eric's been itching at the bit.
1: I can see him with his... uh.
0: He's got phones out. His
1: phone's out, and he is waiting for our pickup.
0: <laughs> DraftKings. I know that's what he's using. So I uh, know
1: he uses FanDuel.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot he switched. Yeah. Anyway, Eric, um, we got Houston Roughnecks at Orlando Guardians. I don't know why they are playing this team again instead of playing the Defenders, who they haven't played yet. How many points do you think that the Orlando Guardians are getting?
1: I haven't looked at any of these numbers. Something in my heart of hearts is saying 11 and a half. Eight, and a half. Eight and a
0: half. I think they're scared that the one point game. I think
1: asking. they're. I think they are scared know what about the do. one point game. Um, where is that? It's at Orlando.
0: I think so. I think that's how they list it. Like the first team is uh, away team, and then the second team, is home team. So
1: this is this is easy to say. Roughnecks obviously are going to win. The points could get a little tricky. As last week, the points killed me in it so i will tell you this do not bet the points um that just looks too rough that's a lot of points right now i think the roughnecks have only played home games so far so this is their first away game so i'm not gonna go eight and a half for a home dog that just seems like bad news even if it is the worst team in the league so i say just bet straight up uh roughnecks Try to get a parlay going and get all four games right. That's your best chance of making money on this one.
0: Uh, so I'm gonna agree with you. Obviously, Houston's gonna win this game by a large margin. But I, I'm not. I say we always the way we're gonna do it on the pod, at least for my bets, which are king around here. I'm the house town expert of you know, fancy betting. You know
1: what they say? Don't bet against the house.
0: Yeah. Amen. Thank you. That's a good. One. I'm gonna put that on the shirt too. <laughs> So, the way we're going to do it around here is money line parlays, but I will talk about the spreads too because the spreads are important. I think it's a good, that's good information to have out there. But uh, when we're betting, we are betting our parlays straight money line, all four games. So, just a little listener note for you. But I do believe that Houston will be able to cover that spread. Eight and a half, if there's one team in the league that can do it, it's Houston, and they did it week one. They absolutely trashed. Orlando Guardians.
1: I think, they have, I think they'll do it again. I think they have beat every team by the over. The over-under
0: is only 37 and a half for this game, which is really surprising.
1: I think they're expecting um, the Roughnecks just to clamp them the entire game.
0: Clamp them. And, them, then, and then do then what they did them to them the
1: Brahmas and just put up 24 points and just go, okay, Borg,
0: Borgi. I think the wrong, I think, wrong it I think it'll be over. I know the Guardians don't score that much, but Houston, like I said, already scored like basically 37 points by themselves last game. Well, last time they played them, at least. Um,
1: there was a lot of overs this week, and I'm going to agree with the over. I think the offenses are getting better. And I think Silvers might be listening to the pod here, and we have him as one of our MVPs, and I want to keep that going. Yeah, so I amen. Think, I think he will ball out.
0: Next game up, oh, uh, the uh, Guardians' Next game is at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, just to let you guys know. Next up on the list at 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday is the – San Antonio Brahmas Braum. versus the Seattle Sea Dragons. Now I have a little bit of uh I I have to piss on this a little bit. Ten o'clock at night? Come on, guys. I'm an old man. I won't be sleeping. And yeah, I'm death. I'm not trying to sleep during my team. I'm gonna stay try to stay awake, but I know my old ass, I'm gonna be sleeping.
1: 10 o'clock is a rough start. It's kind of nice because I should be home from work by then, but it also is awful. Because I have to get up you the gonna next morning for work, and yep. I'm going to stay up and watch this entire game. This game Dedication. is crucial to me because I want to see what my Brahmas can do. I'm guessing this it's in Seattle. The rivalry
0: right? that me and you have is worth staying up all night.
1: It is. I, I think this is in Seattle, right?
0: I think so, yes.
1: Is Seattle favored by four and a half, five and a half?
0: Exactly four and a half. Four and, and right. a half,
1: yep. <clears throat> That's about what I see this game. Um
0: The over-under for this, by the way? Uh, 40, 40 and a half points. 40 and a half. This is the first one we've seen that bit.
1: This is the first one? That's what she said. But I... oh
0: Sorry, We're going really back
1: in D.C. with that snake. <laughs> um, who you got? I went first on the last one. You can go first on this
0: one. You know, it, I really, really hate this game of betting because I want to take the dragons, the sea dragons, but... I just know that they've, they love to lose games. They did win last week against the Vipers.
1: But they did try to lose. But these
0: game. are the Brahmas, man. I don't know. I think it's going to be a challenge. If they win this game, I think it says something. Because like the Brahmas did almost pull out an upset against the Roughnecks last week. So, that's my take. I And I don't think they are covering that four and a half, though. I think it's going to be a close game. So you got 40 C- and a half C- points probably because Seattle loves the score
1: so so who are you taking for the fans who might not know who is your bet going on sea C- drive R- the R- fans
0: R- who might not know dog I don't even know you <laughs>
1: I'm going right now. Straight up winner of this game is going to unfortunately be the Sea Dragons.
0: You're saying Sea Dragons? I look, feel like I have to take the Brahmas.
1: You have to look at contributing factors into this. And something that plays a lot into what I bet on is consecutive road games. This is the third road game in a row for my Brahmas. Third? Third road game in a row. They haven't played game. any home games? They started the season at home. and oh. And two more roads. So this will be their third road game.
0: Gotcha. Math.
1: The four and a half I could see the Sea Dragons doing it. Again, dude, these lines, man. The people in Vegas that make this stuff, they are smart because I don't want to touch this, but I say go over. Cone showed you he can put up points against a bad defense. Sea Dragons' defense has not been good. Sea Dragons' offense has been good. I think this, uh, the Sea Dragons are an over team. Bet the over because Ben DiNucci will probably put up 28 of those 40 on
0: Big words from my man Spaghetts. Next up, uh, Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, we got the Arlington Renegades at the St. Louis Battlehawks for the Battlehawks' first home game of the season. I think we all know what's going on here.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a trouncing. I don't care what the spread is.
0: Four points. That's it. four Four
1: points. They're giving the Sea Dragons more than the Battlehawks. That's embarrassing. I agree. The Renegades are going to be so shook. They are opening the 300 level. This is going to be a full stadium. These St. Louis fans were angry. They took their team and moved them to Los Angeles for the NFL. So they have found a new love for the Battle Hawks. This stadium will be loud. This will be intense. This will be nothing that Plitt can handle. The slaughter will get slaughtered by this crowd. I'm going over. I don't care what the points are. A.J. McCarron will score more than the over himself
0: preach it brother preach Renegades
1: it. and renegade fans out there you're on notice this is your game to prove me wrong or fall behind the vipers
0: well i couldn't agree with anything they uh, anything more that you said because i love it all i got the same exact thing
1: what is that over under by the way
0: 36 and a half
1: okay yeah i stand by what i said
0: last game of the week will be the vegas vipers at the dc defenders uh we got beer snakes you can't bet against it so don't uh,
1: bet don't bet against the beer l- ladies
0: and gentlemen uh again we got dc defenders all day oh. six points to the vipers i don't think it's happened. they ain't going to be the team to upset the dc defenders at home and 42 they, points on the over under 42
1: on the over under. was they, slinging it but i was gonna
0: they, say they think the vipers are scoring that much yeah oh, you're under, right Huntley.
1: under under no, no. defenders defense is pretty good and they they got the clamps and the snake. But if there was a team that knew a snake, it's a viper. Yeah. This is tough. I, I'm i going to stay with what you said. You don't bet against the beer snake. But I say you're under. Going under. I okay. feel like those points are pretty
0: high. Ugh, wow. I, I want to agree. I feel like everything else can go over for sure. But under 42.
1: There's got to be an under.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right that rounds out uh fourth yeah, and th- 15. did I you have anything you wanted to, to add fourth and
1: 15 I'm um, so far if you're counting just our straight up money line picks me and uh my co-host are both six and two so every game we've picked correctly that we've co-ordered on we've gotten right and i think we've had a pretty general consensus about this whole week
0: yeah i think so, so.
1: um if you're a parlay fan I would say put down the big money on calling all four of these games with us. We'll be doing the same. $5 big boy bets coming in and we'll clean up.
0: That's so funny you say that. I'm literally putting in the $5 bet right now so I don't forget.
1: That's all I got left on my DraftKings. So oh,
0: no. That's oh. what's
1: going. I better hit or else, or else daddy. Ain't Our livelihood my
0: is this betting segment, bro. DraftKings sponsor us. I know,
1: right? Any, <laughs> I'll do any ad reads, please.
0: Well, I like our nouns, our noun ad reads.
1: <laughs> I've been reading ads for for now.
0: I say R, like I've done any.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you had one, right? Oh no, you didn't do it. <laughs> we we got this. We're getting better.
0: We are. We just had to delete a whole twenty minute podcast before well, this. I'd to hear about
1: that. <laughs> this is like our fourth hour of podcast. They might thing. never
0: hear it in the uh, outtakes. So. But anyway, thanks for sticking around for this long. Ladies, germs, they, thems. We love everyone. This is the X for a reason.
1: Exactly. Oh, my God. That was good. We just don't care what your gender is. As long as you're a fan, we love you. And we hope that you love us, too.
0: I know I love you.
1: I love you, too, (laughs) Town. I love you, too, fans. And I love the XFL. Amen. Now, let's put week three behind us at Behind the Sticks XFL. And we'll catch you after week four.
0: Deuces.
1: Oh, she went the fan
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of it gets.